0: gordon please give me thine divine constitution <laughs> so that i might drink this pony keg and then drink from that great stein and also take a punch to the face <laughs> repeatedly and please let my face recover as it is my bread and butter
1: <laughs> in your glorious beard heroes not included The world is a
0: clock full of 11 million people living at the mercy of a broken sun ever since the emergency. The Church of Gov tries to hide the sun's slow death, but not everyone is fooled by dogma. Heretics seek the truth, and four young heroes uncover a secret history. Splinters of a Broken Sun takes place in an original setting and features a diverse cast of wonderful players.
2: A land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com
1: This game's name is Cav. Cav is part of a crew of bounty hunters in pursuit of the Pirate Queen along the edge of the Empire. This listener should pay no heed to the rumors of forklift theft, destroyed market stalls, or biscuit baron blaster discharges. Cav assures this listener this crew are consummate professionals and that market stall had it coming. Cav's adventures are documented in a podcast called Heroes of the Hydean Way and may be listened to at thehydeanway.com.
3: Hello, and welcome to this International Podcast Month game. I am the host of this episode and the GM, Ross Rockefeller. You can find me on the Dice Brains podcast, as well as Not Another Tavern, and I've been popping up on some of the most highest quality D&D podcasts around lately, which is a lot of fun for me. But what is more fun is the game we are going to play today and the lovely people that are joining me. Uh, Let's introduce them. Christine, would you like to start?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Christine Chester. Uh, I'm the editor and a player on the Star Wars actual play podcast, Heroes of the Hydean Way, uh, which can be found over at thehydeanway.com. And Arp?
0: Hey, I'm Arp. I am the friendly guide for the game Splinters of a Broken Sun. It's a science fantasy game where uh, fantasy heroes figure out there in a science fiction world. You can follow the game at BrokenSunRPG on Twitter, or if you really just like me, you can follow me at Ycaliber. Wonderful. Victoria?
2: Hi, I'm Victoria, and I am the producer and DM for the all-woman D&D actual play podcast, The BroadSwords, and I am also on the communications and creative teams for Dice for Brains.
3: Yes! Yay. yeah, And thank you so much for that. Yeah, oh, you're it's welcome. It's been wonderful. What we are playing today is a game called Rhesus. Uh, and this is everyone's first game with this. Am I not am I remembering that correctly? Yep. that's okay. correct. This game was uh, created by S. John Ross. It's a super fun little light game. I like using it for one shots. It tends to lightheartedly poke fun at role-playing games and then sort of everything else that gets in the way at least the way we play it it's loosely based on broad cliches and character types so and that's really the the meat of the game everything you're going to do is based off of these cliches that you have assigned to your character Um, we are going to play a very special game of this where everyone is going to be a cryptid which I am super excited about, and a student, which is also fun. So think, uh, you know, Monsters University, but for, you know, the Loch Ness Monster and Sasquatch. (laughs) So um, I think a great place to start is to meet the wonderful and weird creatures that are going to take part in this story. Christine, would you care to introduce your character?
1: Sure. Uh, Today I am going to be playing Mara. Mara is a German Alp. They're kind of like these demon spirits, sort of mischievous creatures that uh, are known for breaking into people's houses, sitting on them while they sleep, and corrupting their dreams into nightmares. Some uh,
3: really cool paintings of this. If you uh, take a minute, look that it, up real quick. It's
1: really, it's really creepy. Um, <laughs> it is. And, uh, and kind of wonderful. Uh, the Alps are also known for uh, wearing what's called a tarn cap. It's a special hat that allows them to shapeshift. The catch is the hat is always visible, whatever form they take.
3: Awesome. And what cliches did you choose for Mara? Uh,
1: Mara's cliches are uh, she's an unreliable shapeshifter because she's still young. She's at the school to to learn for a reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a gloomy goth. Uh, She's a dream (laughs) thief. And she is a German exchange student. (laughs)
3: oh that is amazing i'm gonna pick one of these um let's go with the gloomy goth because i'm familiar with that so who's her favorite band who does she listen to the most who gets the heaviest rotation
1: uh mara's favorite band are the smiths
3: excellent choice so how many like posters like what's her what's the bedroom structure like here like
1: Oh, at least like six posters, I think on, you know, one on every wall, you know, one on the back of her door, just that way, any direction she's looking, she's got uh, a nice picture of them. Oh my gosh. And you probably have
3: some kind of like limited edition ones from Germany too, right?
1: Oh my God. That, probably. Yeah. Cause I, I don't think she's been at the school too long. So they are probably, uh, probably like all but one are in German.
3: Nice. All the goth kids like talk about you. You're the new cool kid. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What about your cryptid? What are you playing for us today?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, I am playing a Japanese cryptid, uh, Akorokamui. Akorokamui is a gigantic octopus uh, that <laughs> is originally part of the Ainu folklore and uh, grew to be part of the Shinto belief system as well. It's a, uh, a trickster and a healer. So uh, Akorokamui is known for having magical powers, but also being really unpredictable as to whether they will help you or not. Um, I am playing a very young one. Uh, he goes by the name Koako, which just means small Akko. And uh, <laughs> to sort of fit in with human society, he stuffs himself into a Halloween muscle suit and puts <laughs> on a raincoat <laughs> and top hat and uh, just kind of calls it a day. Uh, that's the spirit of the game. That's it right there. <laughs> Wonderful. What, uh, what cliches did you pick for Koako? I picked Divine Healer. Trickster and Sea Monster. Excellent. It's kind of a tricky uh, process to find a third one that that fit well. Right, right. You get 10 dice to sort of distribute amongst your cliches, but you
3: can't really have more than four to start with in anything. So really, you need at least three. Um, Those are are great choices. So, Koako's kind of young, right? Yeah. So what is their favorite prank or trick that they've ever like pulled off on somebody?
0: Uh, So Kawako is as a healer, he likes to avoid harming people, but he doesn't quite equate that with causing uh, emotional trauma because he's young. He doesn't have a lot of empathy just yet. Gotcha. So uh, one of his favorite tricks was convincing uh, several people that does he live in a dorm Are there dorms here? Yes right Everyone yeah. likes dorms yeah. There are dorms here uh, We have so posters he, on the wall already This is great He spent about half a year Convincing all the other people in his dorm That he had a roommate that doesn't exist This <laughs> is the Invisible oh, Man nice. My roommate is the Invisible Man And everybody believed it For the longest yeah, <laughs> time
3: He lives in Lake Hall <laughs> They should have done their homework <laughs> Oh that is amazing Excellent and Victoria, what cryptid are you bringing to life for us today?
2: I am going to be playing Lox. She is a Matlox, which is like a Sasquatch-like cryptid, um, who's apparently a cannibal, which I don't really understand. I don't think they, they use that term correctly.
3: I, I've read, and I I think I've got to agree with you. That yeah. might come up, though.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, her 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 species likes eating humans uh, in, in general. She has a lot of hair, a lot of like porcupine, like kind of a cross between porcupine and like boar bristles, like sticking out all over her. And <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's like eight feet tall, very awkward, long greasy hair. Um, and uh, th- this this cryptid is from Western Canada.
3: Okay. And what what cliches have you built locks around?
2: Oh, so we have uh, the Stoner Gadgeteer. Nice. <laughs> the the brooding mad scientist, awkward salesperson and werewolf.
3: <laughs> and werewolf.
2: <laughs> and werewolf. So she uh, she was bitten by a werewolf at one point, so now she's a cryptid cryptid.
3: Oh my. Somebody got expelled for that probably. <laughs> As we have um, alluded to slightly, there is a dormitory where you all are currently staying, which is the big international campus for cryptid education. It's awesome, or at least it was about 20 years ago. So the the original dean kind of had the uh, that crop circle thing in the 90s that was sort of something they kicked off, so they had a lot of that tabloid money flowing into the school, but as the modern age has crept forward and, and more social media focused, the, the funds here are, are really drying up. And, and you can certainly tell those lovely morning strolls across the campus are a little more littered now. Maybe the grass hasn't been mowed quite so much. Your favorite teacher is teaching less classes, that sort of thing. It's very general sense it's been a slow descent. Um, and even if you're a new student like Mara, you can tell this is not what was in the brochures.
1: But not at all.
3: You don't have a lot of options if you want a halfway decent cryptid education. If you're not going to be homeschooled and that can mean any number of things, you, you kind of end up in a place like this.
2: Yeah. I, I learned how to eat people.
1: Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh my parents were too busy breaking into people's houses to sit on them while they sleep. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, <laughs> right. had go, I had to go elsewhere to get educated.
3: Which makes the job interview shorter, which is nice, but you know, <laughs> there's only so many positions available. Yeah. And they're all on the chest. Uh, <laughs> so the three of you have been friends for a little while, at least almost as long as Mara's been at school. What brought the three of you together originally?
1: Uh I have a thought, maybe. Could it be a real kind of on the like mm. outer edges? Are we a bit more outcast? Because we, we've determined there are larger groups here, like werewolves and vampires and stuff. Yes. Are we some of these stranger things that are, are uh, you know, on campus where that kind of brings us together?
3: Right. So the, the joint outcasts, sort of. That works. Yeah
2: yeah the outcast of the outcast right the right. outer fringe well
3: yeah. you know if you haven't had like a major book or motion picture made about you in the last like yeah. 10 years i mean you're not the you're cool not kid. If somebody
1: has to wikipedia you with the right. t- with <laughs> with the addition of cryptid or folklore in order to f- <laughs> learn about you then yeah yeah right. then
2: you're not cool
1: no you're and
2: then and if you're like a matlocks werewolf you're even like more uncool because like you're not a wolf like what are you right
3: you're you mm. don't, you don't go to pack meetings they don't invite you no like in no. every month you're like okay full moon four days you start checking the email <laughs> nothing. Yep. nothing nothing no like no. Uh,
2: i i don't get people helping to chain me to a wall and nope. make sure i'm okay no, get a little crate no of chickens. i gotta do nothing. all that by myself
3: it's mm. absurd i mean you are at least half part of that community i mean you know everybody's a wolf in the full moon it just yeah. doesn't make sense
2: <laughs> i'm i'm just a little bigger right I'm maybe maybe i'm just intimidating
3: maybe your furs too pretty maybe they're mm-hmm. jealous
2: yeah yours, it, you... it's probably it's wiry yeah it's a little spikier it's, it's pokey it's spikier and i'm like eight foot tall so i'm like i'm a really big werewolf right oh, yeah. yeah all right maybe the alpha oh the alpha werewolf isn't he's uh what i'm failing with words
3: Oh, I thought you were going with he sucks and really stretching it out. Well, I agree. He, sucks. he probably what was his does. Name again?
2: Yeah, he does. He, sucks, he's but he's intimidated. He's worried you're going to take a spot. Right. Yeah.
3: And he's like
0: wolf sized. Yeah. So he's like, he really little.
2: Yeah. I'm Sasquatch cannibal sized.
0: Right. Yeah. It's also possible that once the faculty realized that Koako didn't actually have a roommate, they had to assign him one mm. and there was a new student coming to town. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's if you want to build that in or not. Oh, I love that, and that that could absolutely work. And there wasn't any room in
3: the water dorms because no. they already had you situated. And yeah, I mean, you yeah. now you have to wear the suit a lot and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And
1: well, well, this is the nice thing about you have a a shape sh- shifting roommate. So I could, you know, we you need the water; we can grow gills. Like we we can make this work. Yeah. Uh, Just it's not always the most reliable thing like actually (laughs) kind of when I'm moving around and stuff uh, you know eye color will change randomly facial features will change she tries to turn into something something will be out of place in addition to the the turn cap. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh which in her case it really cramps her style cuz she tries to appear as like you know pale dark-haired girl black clothes and her turn cap is like this really baggy looking rainbow colored beanie <laughs> and uh she can't change it that's that's one of the rules you you can't you can't change it can't oh change no nope. <laughs> Even though she's a fish, she's wearing the turn cap. Can't be helped.
3: So the goth street cred stops at the forehead, basically. Yep. Oh, yep. my. <laughs> Aw. Well, lovely. So the three of you are great friends, and you've eat your breakfasts and meals together in your little weird corner table where nobody talks to you really and everyone kind of stays away. They talk about you a lot, but Mm. that's because they're jerks and they're jealous and vampires just try to mesmerize each other and werewolves talk under their breath and it's annoying. So you guys tend to spend a lot of time with your favorite teacher. You help out after class, clean, organize, that sort of thing. So I have a couple questions
0: Who is your favorite teacher, and what do they teach? So, what kind of classes would we have here? Because is it the school for cryptids learning how to be better cryptids, or are they learning how to avoid humans, or what's all that? Okay, all of that. You go to this
3: school to help foster cryptid awareness. If that makes sense, you're you're becoming. The dream goal is to be that Loch Ness monster, to be Mm -hmm. Sasquatch, to be, you know, cryptids need to exist. As much as they are maybe antagonists of humanity, they are also part of the imagination and the creativity and the inspiration. I mean, you're all
0: weird little beautiful muses, and Mm -hmm. that's important, too. Yeah, Kawako has up on his wall in the dorm, uh, inside of obviously a waterproof baggie, uh, a poster of the Kraken, because that's, you know, his hero. That's right. Major motion picture. See? It's a get, big deal. Gotta get those movie deals.
3: That's right. <laughs> that's, right.
1: that's right. All right. So what... Uh... Ms.
2: Crunkle. What? Ms. Crunkle. Ms. Crunkle? Crunkle.
3: Crunkle. All right. Yeah, I, I love the name. Krunkle. Ms. Crunkle.
1: What does Ms. Crunkle
0: teach?
2: I was hoping for, like, shop class, but... <laughs>
0: It could be definitely a kind of crafting class, like maybe mm-hmm. how to build a nest or how to build a better disguise. Mm. Some type of crafting.
2: Like survival crafting. Yeah.
3: Survival crafting. Remaining hidden in the modern
0: age 101 with Miss Krunkel. Koako is not doing well in this class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay, buddy.
2: You're you're wearing a cool suit.
1: Yeah, he's he thinks it's cool. See, so here, here's my question, now. So you're in the muscle suit. Do you wear clothes on top of the muscle suit, or are you just oh, walking yeah. around? Okay, yeah, is it the speedo featured in the picture? Yeah,
0: he's got yes. the the speedo, but also on top of that, he's got a rain slicker and a top hat, and he's also he wears a camel pack that's just full of ocean water so he can hydrate. Oh, god, so good. <laughs>
2: What, what color is the rain slicker? Bright yellow. Yes.
0: Yeah. You are going to jail. This is going to be great. He's extremely bad at disguise. Just very bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably when we were first put, you know, put in the same room together, I tried to avoid you as much as possible, and it took like a month or so before I realized I wasn't going to do very well in the end like the goth club. That I'm like, "Okay, this guy's okay."
3: <laughs> and Miss Crunkle is a amazing teacher for this kind of thing. It took you probably a solid month. It's it's almost a game she plays with the class figure out what I am. And okay. it, it took quite a while to finally land on a very specific subset of larger pixies. She can always work her wings into very nice scarfs. They look sort of knitted. They're very reflective. She's exceptional with human effects, so makeups and hair work and that kind of thing. And the proportions of her body lay correctly to de-emphasize the more pixie-esque feature she has. So she almost comes across as a just quaint little nice human lady. But her teeth are a little spiky still if she doesn't wear her caps and that kind of stuff. So you, you've caught on here and there. But it's it's been... It's been a rough, you know, last couple months for Miss Krumkel and, and really all of the teachers here and, and the school itself. It It's really taken a turn for the worse. And maybe you spend a little more time in this room because, you know, maybe she spends a little too much time alone. She's, she's really sad quite a bit of the time, which wasn't really the case when, you know, you, you first started to interact with her. But one of the key signs about poorly it's going is she's like smacking two little erasers together. Like she's cleaning like chalk, like they you still have to like chalkboards and stuff it's oh, bad no. it's bad it's bad, but you you get to help like clean and spend some time and bring a little smile to her face, which gets harder and harder every day and and there you are you're in this nice little classroom covered in posters of some of the greatest hidden cryptids ever, and you know, half of them are blank because they're they're just not there they're that good. <laughs> desks are uh, aligned and assigned for the next day. Um, you're getting close to that time where maybe it's it's dinner and bed, but you know, you're finding little reasons to linger. And Miss Kronkle sighs heavily as she's clapping two erasers together.
2: Miss Kronkle, hold on. And I reach out and I take one of the erasers and I pull out the piece of chalk that one <laughs> of the stupid vampires had stuck in there um, so that she would get marks all over her clean chalk bar. And I put it down on the ledge.
3: Thank you, Lux.
0: That should save a few cents, and we need all of them. That's not even an original prank. That's the most boring one imaginable. (sighs) They're not very creative.
2: Well, they're vampires.
3: Yeah. They bring in people, though. (sighs) Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) Little clouds of dust. Moving on the air on heavy sigh.
0: I could bring people in too if I just tugged them and they turned into another octopus, but you know, it doesn't work that way.
3: It doesn't. If only it did. We might be able to save this school. But it just... It's looking worse and worse. I don't know hmm. what I'll do. She looks around the room longingly uh
2: how much do we need
3: oh <laughs> it's not just the money i mean we've we need to make a marks again it's not old gods die maybe it's time for us to just fade away
1: uh, uh what do you mean by marks
3: it's all cell phones and medias and rebloggings and And Twitters, it's, they don't care about us anymore. They've, they're just focusing on them now. Which, it might just be the way it's gotta be. Who am I to say that's bad?
2: Why don't we just do what they're
3: doing? Have you tried?
2: Oh, have I tried? You should see, there's a whole world out there on the, on the internets.
1: Lux I mean, is very good at this sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, I have an Etsy shop. Or or wait no, I have a Betsy shop.
3: <laughs> Betsy shop? Whatever is that?
2: Well I, I see I make things and and I sell them and people buy them. And we, we could we could do things like that.
0: Wow. People will buy things if you just make them?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you have to sell them, you, you have to promote them, and you, you, you gotta do the, the, the birdie things.
3: The birdie things. And, and you do this to sell things? You make dollars? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this, whole, I've, this is the first I've ever heard of even being able to do that. This is what I mean. And I consider myself a fairly knowledgeable member of this faculty.
2: Well, maybe we spend so much time trying to hide, when what we need to be doing is promoting ourselves.
3: I would agree, but then it's witch hunts and villages and pitchforks all over again. There's there's a line, and I just don't know where it is anymore. We should be learning how to be caught, but just a little bit. (laughs) Hmm.
2: So we can do blurry selfies.
3: But everyone's got cameras now, like it's word of mouth means nothing without pictures. How do you build up a good legend around something that is replaced five seconds later by the next thing?
0: I think you gotta be consistent. Have you heard of a photobomb? No, is that one of
3: their new weapons?
0: (laughs) (laughs) As far as I can tell. A photobomb is when you show up in somebody's picture and they don't want you there. Oh, well, that sounds pleasant.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we could go and go and hide and watch all of the campers and then photobomb their selfies. Wait,
3: they they have camps
2: for (laughs) photobombs?
0: You go to the top of any mountain, there's going to be 50 people there with a cell phone. Show me on the clicky box as she points to what you will easily identify as a computer. <laughs> uh, Koako goes over to the computer uh-huh. and uh, takes off his mittens. Okay. And There are two tentacles sticking out of each arm. Yep. And uh, he begins attempting to type, but his tentacles are just slapping all over the keyboard, and it's just its not accomplishing anything. He says, like, hold on, I got, I'm almost... I get, well, let's get a roll for that, actually. Let's
3: see what <laughs> Koaku's uh, internet search skill. I don't know. Let's, let's see what happens here. What cliche are you using to access the information in the clicky box? Uh, just as a quick mechanical thing, there are two ways to use your cliches appropriately, which is fun, and then inappropriately, which is really fun. (laughs) So if you can think of a really inappropriate justification for one of your cliches to matter in this instance, that is a great thing to attempt. Um, If not, we can just try to roll sort of appropriately on one of the ones you have. But I'm looking at your list, and I'm I'm struggling to find an appropriate
0: way to do this, so I'm I'm looking forward to what you're going to uh, attempt here. Uh, so, Koako only generally uses his computer, well, he uses a cell phone, uh, and because it's got the voice commands. Right. This computer does not. Um, no, it's very old. The only thing that he actually uses his computer for is posting bad jokes on Twitter and, like, uh, horrible pictures on Instagram. Like, he's he's very bad at social media, much like me. Got it. And uh, I think... I'm going to use the trickster cliche here, okay. because he does attempt to leverage social media into his pranks. So that's really the only way he knows how to interact with technology. Interesting. Okay, so you're you're in effect, I'm going to do everything
3: I do up to the trick part. So this yeah. should be relatively simple then. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Your, your difficulty is going to be 10. Uh-huh. So um, as you're using this cliche inappropriately, um, you'd get an extra die for that. So you're going to roll a number of die equal to your cliche rating, add them up, try to beat a 10.
0: Okay. And sorry, did you say I got an additional die because it's inappropriate? or Yes. Now, sorry.
3: if this was a combat or a contested situation you would and you failed this roll, you would take additional damage for using it inappropriately. But mm. this isn't one of those instances. So.
0: All right. I got a 14.
3: Perfect. Wonderful. So you hop onto a uh, branded search engine, <laughs> uh, do a couple combination searches of photobomb, camp, Instagram, Twitter, moder- <laughs> trying to pull up all this information. And lo and behold, you see an advertisement Ooh. for a camp that sounds suspiciously Perfect for what you were just talking
1: about. We all crowd in, looking over top of your top hat.
3: (laughs) In in nice pinks and purples of their logo, you see Instacamp, a camp for Instagram influencers. Hmm. It starts in just one day somewhere in a remote section of the Redwood Forest outside of San Francisco.
1: Ooh.
3: it is said to be packed with the world's top social media influencers and they've used that word several times so you think it's important in this what amounts to an advertisement but there's also a little registration button if you wanted to do that but
1: Th- we do know what social and media mean Yes,
3: yes, (laughs) yes, and then influencer, that's the, so this is where they're all going to be, this is the model UN of Instagram. Oh,
0: that may be the worst sentence I've ever heard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It hurts saying
0: it, it did.
2: (laughs) See, see, this is where we gotta go, we gotta go here.
3: And you think this could help us get a
0: virus? I mean, maybe. There's a lot of people together there. It could... something could spread.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, we certainly don't have any other options. This seems, frankly, a little outside of my comfort range.
2: This is exactly in your comfort range. We have been learning from you this entire time how to hide and how to survive within the human world well this is it this could be like our final exam
3: yeah i agree this is why we have this school we need the next generation of of wonderful cryptids to pick up for those of us that are lagging behind if this is the way of the world we're we'll need you it's not something i can do
1: Here's a question. If we just um f- photobomb them, they won't know what we are. Is the is the speculation the a good thing or do we need to provide a little more information?
2: Well, I can be Bigfoot.
1: Uh he is very recognizable and uh you you do look similar. Um it's a good
3: idea if the last six bigfoots haven't been sasquatches. <laughs>
0: brand is brand (laughs) i heard one of them was just like a really hairy human Mm -hmm.
2: they don't know they're humans
1: is is there a lake or something of that nature nearby this um insta camp
3: and you flipped through a few more pages of brochure. Yes, there is a whole skiing pavilion where you can pose in front of it and take pictures. Like, there's no vest. Like, you don't get in the water and actually... It's just for framing pictures around. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's a body of water there, for sure.
1: Could, could, could you... Uh, uh, Koako, do you think you could pass as the Loch Ness Monster?
0: I mean, Koako stands up and uh, with a flourish sort of pushes out the back of his rain slicker and says, I'm currently indistinguishable from a human. The Loch Ness Monster (laughs) should be no trouble whatsoever.
2: (laughs) Mm. Well, he's wearing his bathing
1: suit.
0: (laughs) So are all these Instagram stars.
1: That's a good third famous cryptid. What about the Jersey Devil? I'm I'm not I'm familiar with the devil. What is this jersey you speak of?
0: That's where the devil lives. Really? People always tell me it's indistinguishable from hell. Vacations in Georgia occasionally, but yeah.
1: Uh, can you bring up a picture on the clicky thing?
3: Yes, I can. <laughs> you see a picture of a creature that looks very Weird and wonderful. It's winged and long-legged. There's chicken part. There's like six different versions of it too. So you've got kind of a wide palette to choose from. It's almost as if being slightly unreliable at shape shifting mm-hmm. would be a boon in representing this type of cryptid.
1: Awesome. I can go as the Jersey Devil, and then we have three, three sightings there. That should uh, make quite a splash. <laughs>
3: Miss Crunkle smiles a little bit and picks up her bag and... The three of you are just so creative and wonderful. This would be such a great idea if there was any way to get the necessary permissions handled in time. This camp starts tomorrow. You'd need to drive halfway across this continent to get there. It's, It's such an absurd idea, but a lovely thought. She's muttering to herself, heading for the door. There is a suspicious clank of metallic objects hitting the floor. And she politely says, oops, and then opens the door and leaves the room. On the floor are a set of keys.
2: I walk over with my my fingers, like, fluttering in the air, Mm -hmm. and I, I pick them up, and I hold them up and give them a jingle.
3: They jingle just like the keys to the shop room, vehicle bay, cafeteria, and a few other places that you may need to get provisions from.
2: Hmm. Is there, like, a helicopter in this school?
3: (laughs) As you are flipping through the key ring, you're, oh, yep, there's a
0: helicopter fob right there. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Who wants to fly a helicopter?
1: I've always wanted to fly. (laughs) Maybe we we should take a look at it first and make sure it's in good repair. Remember what happened to the, the vampire's uh, bus last time they, uh, they played an away game?
0: Oh, yeah, it was tragic <laughs> like, for the bus. For the bus. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand, though, a helicopter is a very solid and stable design. What could go wrong with that? Lots of stuff flies around here. Jersey Devil can fly. Yeah, makes sense
2: is there anyone like the janitor the janitor actually um can kind of pass as a human and was in the air force Mm -hmm. at one point gus gus Mm -hmm. yeah i think um you know what like i've i've got a good relationship with gus maybe maybe gus can help us out
3: you know the closet he drinks in so (laughs) yeah
2: he, he's by the gym. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's go.
3: So the three of you scurry across a once beautiful, now disarrayed campus to the gym, which is next to the cafeteria and helipad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, w- when we're when we're getting p- like close to the the gym and everything, I am gonna put a like a finger to be be quiet as we're mov- moving past because we can see uh, through like the cr- like the open door some of the vampire football players are. Doing drills in there,
3: yes, they're doing like mirror drills, so they're standing in front of each other, <laughs> mirroring each other's motions, <laughs> striking poses, quaffing each other's hair, and yeah, uh, they're running through their whole it's a, it's a it's a hard workout for them
0: It's a very difficult one to explain to vampires the mirror drill because yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of emotional connection
3: between them, so it falls apart real quick it's <laughs> mm.
2: my lip uh snarls. As we, we go by and I glare and tiptoe past.
3: In the ugly fluorescent lighting that is flickering as one tube slowly dies and never to be replaced more than likely. But just shortly past that and around one little poorly laminated hallway corner is a small wooden door that says janitor's office. Do not come in
1: with like then like a I piece go of like masking tape that just says Gus on it. Yes, yes,
3: absolutely. The S is backwards for some reason.
2: I open the door.
3: You see a old human looking guy with the big bushy mustache trying to pull some sort of bottle away from his lips and put it behind him as he's sitting on a mop bucket.
2: Hey, I don't really care about that. Um, How would you like to go to California. And I give him a really big grin and he can see all of my fangs and sharp teeth.
3: Gus stands up sharply. The uh, mop bucket gets kicked out from under him and gets clattering across the floor. He, without breaking eye contact with you, reaches out to with his left hand to the shelf area where he can't really see and pulls it right back and it's got his little Air Force helmet on and he slams it on top of his head. It's a little cocked to the side. He's might be a little iffy, but he's really ready to go. Let's do this.
2: Sweet I didn't even have to explain what we were doing But okay
3: You must really like California (laughs) There's only one way to get to California And that's the sky (laughs) The vomit will clean itself up later
2: Alright Let's go
1: After you So so out (laughs) out to the shop Vehicle bay you called it
2: (laughs) <laughs> Can it be like a really great like group montage scene of like the four of us, mm-hmm. yeah, Somo like walking purposefully mm-hmm. to this.
1: We're we're walking along and then Kawaku's like pulling back on one of his mittens and Yeah. You know, uh-huh. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're straightening of our other
0: tentacle.
2: I'm straightening my backpack <laughs> on my on my shoulders. Because it's kind of too small for me. Because it's like intended for a human, mm. and I'm I'm really big. And like I I had to like stretch the the straps out to as long as they go. And even then, it like cuts into my armpits.
3: Everyone's hair and tentacle and other things are whipping in the light breeze from the helicopter pad. I believe uh, "Ask" by the Smiths is playing in the background. So that seems appropriate. There is the chopper, uh, very much like the school. It is in a state of of disrepair, but I don't know. This is probably something you and Gus have maybe bonded over. Like maybe you've worked on it a little bit together, Locks. I don't know. Like because yeah. you're a gearhead, right? So
2: yeah, I'm a total gearhead. I've been working working on this on the weekends with Gus. Really? And yeah. Perfect. Well, see, I wanted to like get like extra credit. Yep definitely uh, in my my shop class so this was a way to do it
3: you were pretty sure when you got up to the roof here that gus was wearing his janitor outfit but for some reason when you walked out he's in a flight suit like you don't know when the coverall things switch but he's in a completely I, I, different a pretty outfit pretty
1: reversible somehow oh yeah no yeah that's exactly what it is
3: <laughs> it was tough getting up the stairs while he was trying to get the legs on but he managed you walk to this now beautiful and glorious helicopter as it's been pieced together with all sorts of various machinery from around the school. Gus reaches into his little like shirt pocket on his flight suit and pulls out this tiny little bottle of champagne and hands it to you,
2: <laughs>
3: You get to name oh. it. Photobomb. Now you hit it with the bottle. Smash. Yay, glass shattered everywhere. The helicopter known as the Photobomb has been christened. <laughs> Gus is in the piloting seat flipping switches? Because that's why we brought him, right? Because, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you guys didn't have to roll the fly? Because I was looking forward to that. All right.
0: <laughs> well, uh, how, how important is renewable energy to locks?
2: Um, not really. Oh. It's not something that she really thinks about.
0: So it's not, it's not a pedal-powered helicopter.
2: No. <laughs> what 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 do helicopters use as fuel? Oh, like diesel? I have
3: no
1: idea. Uh-huh.
3: Gas? Hope? <laughs> Something? <laughs> Stay up, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, it is kicking out of the exhaust in thick black choking clouds that dissipate into the air. I take it everyone's sort of piling into the helicopter. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm actually going to given. I've got we've got both uh, Locks and uh, and Kawako in here, and they're kind of large. I'm actually kind of like. Literally shrinking down a little bit, kind of into Aww. a corner of it, trying to make more room for both of them.
3: Wonderful. Well the headphones don't fit you anymore, but you know yeah. maybe you can like just do it portions so like your head's still the same for portions, and the head
1: <laughs> the headphones fit on
3: right. But uh maybe my shape shifting
1: usually isn't all that reliable. So <laughs> <Gosh>. mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> let's hope that doesn't come up on this short ride. I'm sure I
1: won't need wings or anything.
3: <laughs> quick question then just in case <laughs> if you shape-shifted
1: wings could you then fly or is it merely uh i based on some of the creatures that the alps can turn in, into that i would say yes as okay. long as everything else then worked with trying to make her aerodynamic so for example if she grew bird wings but she still had like a human body i don't think she would fly she'd be too heavy
3: Got you. so, so you would need m- like a butterfly wing proportion to butterfly body so yeah of, yeah which is work. usually
1: the catch because then if she manages to get the wings and there's always just something's out of out of place then she's like a butterfly with like uh a long like dog tail or something and it's like okay well this isn't working
3: <laughs> <laughs> wonderful And you share these lovely stories of all these inopportune and unreliable shape shipping mishaps and your (laughs) helicopter ride to the West coast, somewhere near the city of San Francisco. Uh, there's redwood forest near there. Apparently that's where this whole camp is. So you've got basically a brochure and a helicopter.
2: I have a cell phone and
3: a cell phone. (laughs) So are you GPS in this then?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, because I, I have a Betsy shop, yes. so I know how to use this sort of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, uh, I am GPSing this.
3: Okay, so Lox is navigating the helicopter to, what did we call it, camp? Instacamp, there it is. I think that's going to be a roll probably then. All right. Let's see if we actually get where we meant to go. I still get a check. This is wonderful.
2: Alright. Um so I guess for cliche. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use my awkward salesperson.
3: Okay. Cliche.
2: <laughs> um because as an online salesperson, um I I need to use my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And salespeople are on the phone a lot.
3: Yes. So you're you're sort of like Selling your directions to the pilot Gus, correct?
2: Yeah, well, I'm selling it to everyone because I, 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 you know, I I need to sell this confidence and and sell this idea. So it's not just to Gus, it's to everyone in the helicopter, including myself. (laughs)
3: Let's try a difficulty 10 for that. Um, I oddly think that's an appropriate use of that cliche. But you're not yeah. really you're you're selling the idea, which I think is a product nowadays, especially with what we're kind of poking fun at right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's an appropriate use. Difficulty ten. Let's see how that goes.
2: Okay, so what do I do? So
3: you will roll the um, cliche number in dice and mm-hmm. add up the total, and hopefully it beats ten.
2: Okay. Well, I have two dice.
3: Uh oh. Does anybody want to maybe help out? Is this a group check then? Maybe.
1: She 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 did say that she was talking to uh she's trying to sell everybody on the ideas. Everybody. So, so maybe we're kinda like what's happening back here? Uh, I am I can be the gloomy golf at times. Uh-huh. And when you're trying to sell us on those ideas, I'm the one go playing devil's advocate. I'm like, but do you you really think it's it's we need to take a right here? I think we need to take a left. Um, Absolutely. Just, you know, just uh tearing apart your ideas.
3: How's ARP contributing to the debate on directions, which is now a
0: team check? So Coaco is looking at the screen that uh, Lox has in her hands, and Coacko is trying to, every time Lox is not looking at it, trying to poke it and change where they're going. Because <laughs> <I got you. laughs> keeping the he, vigilance up. Okay. He he cannot help himself. He sees an opportunity for what he sees as a hilarious prank.
2: Okay, stop smearing your goop all <laughs> over my screen. And I'm like wiping it with my shirt.
3: Wonderful. Okay, so I think Mara and Coako should roll the Gloomy Goth and Trickster appropriately right now. Okay. And then if you get any dice that come up as a six, Lox will get to add that to her total that she's going to roll on two
1: dice. Okay. okay, so I've got three dice for Gloomy Goth.
0: Come on, sixes.
1: I actually got one.
0: That's a good one. I also got a six. You're well, two already ones there. On the other ones
1: <laughs> Yay. So roll it
3: anyways. Let's just see how well you did.
2: Well, I rolled a four.
3: But, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It's a good thing you have friendship. <laughs> Cause it's hard to find. Like at night, you know, the the it was already kind of night when you were leaving, and so now you're sort of chasing the sunrise and everything like that. But you're making your way to the west coast. It's a beautiful morning. Lots of fog, clouds, birds chirping. And there's this massive redwood forest between Nevada and the actual shoreline, and. Through your arguing GPS use, slight pranking and playing a little bit of the devil's advocate, <laughs> you manage to triangulate the point of Instacamp perfectly and also find a safe hilly area where you could possibly land the chopper a good bit away. So maybe it's not giving it away. But mm-hmm. there's also like six media choppers like flying in the air, too. So I <laughs> want to avoid them. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. What is your approach to Instacamp, the camp for Instagram's newest influencers.
1: Uh hmm. So Kawaku is all, you know, wrapped up, top hat on everything. Uh how does how does Locke sort of disguise herself?
2: She takes her clothes off.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you said disguise herself. She needs to be Bigfoot, so oh, she I, takes I mean, clothes are we gonna try
1: to Are we approaching as humans first, or are we going to turn into our respective things and and photobomb? It right oh, I thought bat. we
2: were going to use like our survival course knowledge to like hide out in the woods,
1: mm. okay, and then so, like
2: photobomb Bigfoot.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> Gus agrees, because he doesn't think any of you are going to pass as human. Uh, (laughs) He appreciates the attempts, he does, but...
1: I I, I was just thinking we could gather some information first.
3: So, I take it Gus will then put the helicopter down on a hillside, a good bit away from Instacamp, giving you enough Mm -hmm. time to plot, plan, and figure out... How you're going to do whatever you're doing that hopefully saves all of cryptid kind. Which now you're realizing, like, that's a lot of stuff to put on what amounts to a teenager, roughly. So maybe Miss Crunkle's not the best. Maybe she's just a <laughs> really irresponsible teacher.
2: We're that's really why we like her.
3: Or we're just really desperate, yeah. Who knows? But the helicopter has landed, which is cool, because that was fun if you haven't been in one of those before.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm I'm high fiving Gus. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> extra credit.
3: You have very like windswept fur where yeah, it's 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 looking nice. You got mm-hmm. a good like wave pattern, almost like a 40s mm-hmm. jazz singer. It's fantastic. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, when we land, um, I do start taking off my clothes because i i have to i have to blend in um but i i do put them in my backpack
3: oh dang okay and
2: and i i I carry my backpack
1: around
3: i saw this as like one of the weirdest superhero transformations ever uh
1: so we need to get uh kawaku to the lake right yes
3: That is a very important step in your plan, right?
1: (laughs) What was that again? Just for my own knowledge. (laughs) What's the plan here? We're going to pretend to be Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and the Jersey Devil and have people take pictures of us. Or rather, we're going to photobomb pictures. You're going to
0: photobomb them. All right. We're going to reinvigorate the nation's love of cryptid hunting. I love this idea. This is a great one. Instead
2: of geocaching, it will be about... Where the new geocache? Yes,
3: <laughs> and that's exactly the type of thing that's been stealing your spotlight for far too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, geocaches, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where is the lake in reference to the the hills and the camp? Well, so the hills going to be well uphill.
3: Yeah. Uh, so that all that water is going to kind of drain down. So. You, you can see down a good bit into kind of a valley area. It's t- kind of tough to tell from here just because there's so many like redwoods and big lush green foliage everywhere. And everything's like really kind of heavily wooded. Um, but there is gaps in the tree lines that you can see. It's, it's water areas more than likely in, in that sort of vicinity. Um, mm-hmm. Between here and there is quite a bit of woods uh you assume campgrounds somewhere um you don't actually have like a map of the camp area necessarily so
1: right Hmm.
0: uh so koako reluctantly uh squelches out of his human suit (laughs) uh and sort of flops (laughs) to the ground with a wet meaty thud. (laughs) yeah a Mm splorch. um and in one of his tentacles, he rolls up his human suit and his hat into a bundle so that he's still holding it behind him, and then he starts using his other tentacles to climb up into the trees, okay, and and swing his way down towards the water, because he figures that'll probably be faster than than uh, the awkward shuffle that that he manages as walking. So the sea monster is taking the Tarzan approach, which
3: <laughs> is exactly what this game's for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> how is everyone else transversing the downward slope through the wooded area to the
1: campgrounds? Uh, well, first off, they both, uh, transformed. (laughs) Now I feel obligated to follow suit.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Mm. so,
1: so very kind of meekly, uh, Mara will, will start to try to, uh, turn into sort of an amalgamation of the various pictures she saw of the, the Jersey devil note that the, the turn cap is still a rainbow colored beanie on the Jersey mm, no Devil's what. head for this. Yep. <laughs> that does not go away. <laughs> Got that. <laughs> uh so kind of you know, like uh her limbs grow longer, she gains, you know, quite a bit of size, grows some uh some wings. Uh how do you want to handle the five the legs? Like, some something's gonna be out of out of place besides the tarn cap. Something she's not gonna get right. Um
0: see so basically you want to become a goat duck. Mm -hmm. To look like the Jersey devil Yeah (laughs) So like what additional element or What animal that's kind of like a goat Or kind of like a duck but not quite
3: Or maybe like latched onto the Jersey Thing so you've got like human hands With like really gaudy
1: pinky rings (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That could work Or uh, the So so if it's kind of these goat elements Is some of that like goat fur Is there like fur in it Yeah, I, I think what's happened here instead of goat it's more like fluffy lamb fur. Like, nice. It's, just, it's not right, but it's... She kind of got on the ballpark for it.
3: So like a, Is, like a thick wool, almost? Yeah. Rather than... Okay, all right. Is it um, also rainbow-colored? Uh, like the hat. Well, let's see how this roll goes, because oh, you're yeah, the yeah. one that's actually transforming. They just got into their normal selves. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on with this, this metamorphosis you're going through right now. Um, you got a lot of photo reference, though. I think I'm back to a 10. I think it's a 15, but you've had some time on the helicopter to look at a lot of images. And, you know, everybody was talking to you about it and everything. I think you've had some time to really process what you're going for. Plus, it's like a weird chimera kind of thing. So you're probably in safe yeah. waters being a little off
1: anyways. So I'm going to go with a 10. All right, so I'm going to be making use of my unreliable shapeshifter. That's literally what's going on here. Absolutely. Which is four dice. Did I count that right? Yeah, I did. Uh, That is a 20. Oh, my. Apparently she is better at this than she thinks.
3: Yes. (gasps) And you produce enough wool per hour to like cut it all off and make a sweater. And like you can keep doing that if you want. You constantly have clothes now. Okay. <laughs> as long as you maintain this transformation, as long as you're willing to make them out of wool. Okay. It's for the Betsy shop, right? It's, spectacular. It's, it's great. <laughs> you look and feel glorious as this lovely wind passes through the trees and through your wings. And it just feels amazing, except for the hot wool. But
1: yeah, what are you going to do? Fortunately, it's actually, it's pretty cool around San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Even during Mm -hmm. the summer So I think I'm fine Oh yeah And you could fly too now If you want Uh That is That is true But Uh You know what, Uh, this game, I might as well uh, do something ridiculous. Uh, Sure, Mm -hmm. I will try to fly, but I want to try to stay low enough that I'm not going above the tree line. Because there's the helicopters and stuff around.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you can fly and maintain within the tree line and move at your leisure. Okay. Um, So I take it everyone is just heading down to the valley area to find this little camp?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm loping through the trees, swinging my backpack in one of my hands.
3: Yay! <laughs> there's a uh, lots of like natural kind of pathways in between these void. Almost looks like there's like cedar chips everywhere. Like the color's super vibrant here. They, obviously, there's these giant redwood trees that are amazing and massive, and it's it's a beautiful yeah. walk.
2: I feel like I'm at home because Western Canada is very similar. Because um, you have you have redwoods and things like that out there. So so this. This feels like home to me, and so, in my natural state uh walking through um i I kind of do look like Bigfoot That's right uh, because this is just this is this is what my species does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, along with like hunting down humans and eating them
0: of course yeah
2: so i'm I'm really good at sniffing them out
3: what humans, yeah, oh, they're prey, well, let's roll that then. Let's sniff out a whole bunch of humans and find this camp. Okay. I say this is probably another team check, actually, since everyone's sort of looking for the camp and moving in a different kind of way. So Lox is focusing on scent. You've got um, Koako flying through the trees like Tarzan. And Mara is, well, also flying, but in a different way, not necessarily swinging. So you've got some lift and some rotation that is inaccessible to the giant sea monster swimming through the trees. So... Mm-hmm. Awesome, all right. who is the leader for this check? Normally, when you're doing a team check, you pick one person that's rolling as the primary, and then everyone else is kind of rolling for those bonus sixes. So who would be the like main scout
0: for this? um I guess Koaku is up higher, so maybe him okay because he's up in the tree tot, like in the in the tree canopy. He has a good view from up there. Ten yeah, sea
2: monster in the forest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a natural fit. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> length of tentacle would allow for
3: a lot of different ways to wrap yourself around these trees. I mean, they're big enough that you could actually hide behind them, like with the
0: bulk of your body at least. So, yeah, and cool. my body is uh, glowing red anyway, so the red wood and the glowing red is just yeah, oh. perfect disguise, much like his usual disguise. Excellent!
3: I love it. All right. Well, uh, I, I say you're you're probably the leader for this. So let's see what Mara and Locks have for supporting cliches in this instance. So Lox was hunting by smell. Yeah. What does that uh, What does that lead towards for cliches?
2: Um.
0: What time of day is it?
2: It's night. Or it's an evening? You said it was getting dark before. That's
3: right. And it's going to take multiple hours to trape through the woods and find this camp. It's just going to happen. And during the course of that time, night befell you. But there was plenty of light to see by, luckily, because it just so happened to align with a full moon. Because that's where I'm being. Yes, with a full moon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, if that's the case. Yes it uh, is. I yeah. Full moon. Uh-huh. So so as as Lox is walking, in her excitement of, of being able to test out the helicopter with gus mm-hmm. and uh, the this idea of photobombing, she has forgotten that uh, oh full moon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um and and also like because there there's the time change. Mm-hmm. So like she she forgot about like oh she's in Pacific time now. Right. Um so so she lost some hours. <laughs> so um <laughs> her body starts to like change and her her hair her hair gets thicker and her her face elongates into a snout and her fangs get bigger and her already long arms Mm -hmm. because her arms are longer than, than a human's would be, um, in proportion wise, they, they get even longer. So she's loping around partly on all fours, but not always. It's like a couple of steps on her back and then she leans forward and springs on her front. And then she continues to go like that. Um, as she changes, she, she loses her backpack when she does
3: this. Oh no. Uh,
2: Because that, that feralness starts coming out and she, her nose starts going.
3: And we get all of this lovely imagery from like the profile as you're walking behind trees and emerging in like a new transformative state, eventually to the point where you are just completely 100 percent, 50 percent werewolf. (laughs)
2: Yeah, um, I look great. I look just like Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> yeah, just like Bigfoot, but but I can smell real good. Yes,
3: and you mean you can smell others real good. You also smell real good, or <laughs> two other <laughs> werewolves. Well, I think
2: I smell lovely. Okay, we're good. Um, you know, uh, I've I've got I've got a lot of that that pheromone mm-hmm. going on. Uh, there's a lot of adrenaline because of this change. Mm-hmm. Um like I'd sniff my own butt. Right.
3: Well, a couple You're like foxes right, yeah. poking up from the hill like what <laughs> she as If, well, if yeah. there's a quote
1: to take out of context.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Reese's would use that as like a marketing term. The game where you will probably sniff your own butt. I think they would I think they'd be on board with that.
2: Yeah, I'd I'd sniff my own butt. Um uh-huh. so so I need to roll
3: first to sniff your own butt no you can do that just fine you don't even need to roll no difficulty yeah, whenever you want.
2: i lift my back leg up uh-huh. um you know sniff clean a little sure. bit um and then uh so i have to roll the sniff human. yeah yeah let's roll human. your werewolf i
3: think that's where we landed with this cliche <laughs> let's see if you get any sixes
2: i got a four
3: You are very helpful in terms of the narrative, but mechanically a four is not going to assist very much, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm a little like I'm preoccupied with this change.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Oh gosh, I mean, you're just change after change after change, and then teenager stuff. Ah, It's it's too much. Nightmare. Nightmare. And what is Mara doing as she flies through the trees, enjoying her Jersey Devilness?
1: Well, first I had a question. Uh okay. can you use a cliche inappropriately as an assistance, or does it have to be appropriate?
3: That is a great question. I'm looking at the rules insofar as I care to, and I'm gonna say I don't see anything that says we can't. So let's do it.
1: Okay, because I'm gonna make use of my dream thief, and this goes okay. against everything that her instincts tell her because she's supposed to go find sleeping people in houses. And right. Instead she's trying to find awake people outside
3: <laughs> yes yes absolutely this is a super like richy rich camp though so like there's lots of housing so it actually ends up helping you out too so you, you weren't looking okay. for what you and you found it anyways but that is still a drastically inappropriate use of that cliche so let's go ahead and roll that
1: okay so i've got two in that cliche normally do i add the extra die if it's yep okay yep i wasn't sure on an assist okay
3: Normally you're adding it all together, but we're just looking for a six, so. Don't got it.
1: Got
0: five and two fours. <laughs> it is all up to Koako. All right. Um, well, I am going to use my sea monster cliche on this. Yep. Because um, a, a staple of sea monster life is finding <laughs> ships and, you know, scaring people on them. Right. So Koako has sort of a preternatural sense of where people are. Yes, so
3: and the top can... of a tree line is similar to an ocean surface. You're, you're picking up
0: similarities as you travel through the Redwood Forest. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't so
3: bad. Maybe water's not everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, and octopuses smell with their, with their arms as well. So, you know, he's waving a couple free tentacles around to try and get that smell in. Excellent. Let's try to find some humans. I think this difficulty is going to be five. Okay, well, I I jumped the gun. I rolled while you were speaking. Oh, that's fine. I hope you beat a five. <laughs> I, I got an 11 on that. Oh, okay. good. I was Excellent. waiting
1: for you to go, like, I got a four. I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are too early
1: to the camp.
3: <laughs> As you get a little closer to the valley bottom and night has set in and there's a full moon and distant howling maybe, possibly, you see, like, little pinpricks of light, like little flashes of white here and there and it becomes very apparent that that is where you're, you're heading that's where your noses are leading you or arms in your case and you you can pick out buildings after a little bit, the beautiful moonlight reflecting off of this pristine lake surface and I mean like there's not even a ripple in it from where you can see there's these large brand new like manufactured homes that have like quaint kid painting of like campsite one on it and that sort of thing it's very like leaning into the summer camp vibe but very much like a whole bunch of like really accomplished interior and exterior designers put this place together everything is set up for is this a good backdrop for a photo of course and there are maybe a dozen cabins that surround half of this lake. There's all sorts of, you said, like cafeteria building? There's all sorts of auxiliary buildings
0: outside of that. But, you know, where the lights are on is these cabin home structures. Is there one building that the entire purpose of it is you go inside and every wall in that building is a different special backdrop for taking yes. a selfie? <laughs> Green screen hall. Yes. Okay, good. You could go outside and take a picture of the beautiful surroundings, but why not take a green screen shot and Photoshop it instead? Exactly. That's that's exactly what you do. You stand in front of the green screen. They
3: put in the Redwood Forest behind you. <laughs> also, of course, all the camp sponsors. So every <laughs> section of the wall has a panel that you can stand in front of for each of the sponsors. It's on the scavenger hunt, too. You just mm-hmm. found that out because you found a little brochure flyer thing for today's camp activities. Scavenger right. hunt was on it.
2: So there are, like, screens set up along this camp?
3: Yes, like, above, like, elevated. There are constant feeds of Instagram and, like, Twitter and all sorts of social media. It's this very, like, I don't know, weird kind of dystopian view of this, but it's, it's all-encompassing and above you always. And none of it, not one single mention of a cryptid. 40 different ways your concealer is failing you, yet not one mention of a Loch Ness Monster or a Sasquatch among them. Hmm. Even vampires are jokes now to these people you're picking up, which is the one thing you're enjoying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Make fun of them. But, you know, what's hilarious is the vampires would love this.
3: Yes, it'd be very, like, ironic-y. That would pretty much kick off the
0: vampire hipster movement, which I do not think anyone is ready for. Now, when vampires take selfies, it's pretty much just taking a landscape photo, right? Yes, and then you have to Photoshop
3: yourself in from, a, like, an artist's render. So you have to, like, get somebody to oil paint you, yeah. and then you use the de-oil paint filter in one of their thingies, and, yeah, gets it back even. <laughs> so there you are. Night has set in. There's little fires, maybe. There's, like, little, like, fires happening in the wooded areas. They might be real. They might not be. They could just be backdrops. Who knows? Everything here is a little fake and plasticky.
1: <laughs>
3: Laughter from cabins revelry and lots of pictures being taken
1: it sounds like we might need to lure the humans out of the cabins hmm we don't have any way to communicate with each other do we because we're we're kind of separated aren't we well
0: i think uh once we found the camp maybe we could regroup though my concern mm-hmm. is uh is locks uh of sound mind <laughs> conscious <laughs> enough to plan Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 conscious, but like you see like I, I'm drooling. Mm. <laughs> um my like cuz cuz I have like double double the um the instinct now to hunt these people. Right. Because I already as a matlocks, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a werewolf. So so that is like extra extra hunger going on and and right now like I want to make a human s'mores. And I'm I'm really ready for it, um, but I'm I'm cognizant
3: mm.
2: of of what's going on. Yes,
3: it's it's challenging. You see little marshmallows dancing in the windows and laughing and having fun, and you're like oh yeah. wait, people people not marshmallows. okay right, yeah. right right yeah is that a bucket of chicken yeah. no that is a person also come on
1: are you feeling yeah. okay Lux?
2: Oh, I'm great.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you kind of sound like you got a frog in your throat.
2: No. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would would you like one? Koako roots around inside his human suit and pulls out a frog. It's fresh. Mm. It's called chicken of the swamp. I bite it. It did not enjoy it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but uh, it was it was a morsel. It was a snack. Yes. And I'm chewing and you see a frog leg sticking outside of my snout.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Locks, do you th- do you think you could shut off the power to that weird um fake house over there where it has so many people in the windows but they're they're not coming out
2: i mean i could just burst into the room and chase them out
1: (laughs) that might be a little a little more attention than we want
2: i thought we wanted attention (laughs) i love werewolf victoria so much i'm dying (laughs) Just let me jump in, man. Come, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. I want to jump in.
0: Uh, uh, are there windows in that building?
3: Oh, yeah. Lots of them. People are taking pictures in front of them. Mm. But, like, it's their back, so like, you're just seeing people's back silhouettes in front
0: of the windows. Can you go, maybe instead of jumping in, you could go and knock or, like, scratch on the window and then they see you a little bit, and you run off into the woods, and they all come outside to try and find you.
2: Not as fun, <laughs> but we can try it.
0: All right. This is a wonderful idea. <laughs> I can go and start getting into the lake, maybe. Um, I glow, so they should still be able to see me.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I'll go check out those fires. The fire backdrop would be, I think, really good with the whole devil thing. And uh, maybe there's some people over there. Mm. Gosh, yeah.
0: Okay. About 30 minutes left on a one-shot. Let's split the party.
1: Yes! (laughs) Let's let's do do do
0: this! (laughs) Okay, everybody. Hands in. And Koako puts a tentacle into the center.
1: (laughs) Hand. I put in a paw.
0: (laughs) All right. On three. One, two, three. Photo bomb. I, we, <laughs> we, didn't we, we didn't decide what to say. We didn't decide what to say. Cryptids. Okay, go. Let's everybody go. Hey.
3: <laughs> that went so much better in your head, but it was still effective in terms of team building. and Everyone feels a little closer. Hmm. As the three of you separate the glowing sea monster in terms of actual glowing, not just you're having a good hair day and you feel good about yourself. But no, he, he glows. So you're trying to slink your way down to the lake. Mm-hmm. The Jersey Devil Mar is going to go try to be spooky in front of fires and be like weird duck goat.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep. Love it. And then the werewolf is going to be left alone next to the house with all the people they want to eat to scratch at
0: the window. Yep. Correct. Perfect plan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is cryptids are coming back. It's exactly the kind of plan a bunch of teenagers would come up with.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go ahead and start <laughs> with Koaku. Let's see um, how well you are able to sneak down to the lake. Oh yeah, sneaking. Um, and then I'm assuming you're gonna like do the like octopus fish slide from the shore into it in an effort to create as a break up as little like surface area as possible, or or are you just like cannonballing in from the shore. How are you doing this?
0: Well. Uh, he wants to be in pictures, but he doesn't want to be the subject of pictures. Right. So I think he's going to try and slip in to the water as quietly as possible. Okay. What, what do you feel is the appropriate cliche for this? Uh, I think trickster would be okay. appropriate for this. I agree. Because that involves sneaking around. So, we're doing a couple things here, and it's a
3: decent sized area, and it's well manicured, so it starts getting harder to hide behind things, so it's a Mm -hmm. little more difficult. I think it's gonna be a 10. Okay. See how that goes.
0: Not well. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I got six. You got a six. Okay. Okay. A total of six.
3: I rolled no sixes, though. (laughs) You were able to get into the lake but you were not very stealthy about it. And I'm not exactly sure how this happened, but you, you found yourself being frightened by something that wasn't actually a human. So something kind of spooked you. What was it?
0: Okay. Um, Koako's greatest fear is running into Leviathan again, because Leviathan killed his whole family. Oh, no. Well, this uh, got so... dark. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so he saw a fish jump in the lake. Yes. and his immediate first thought, even though it was clearly just a fish, and he's a sea monster, and he knows what a fish is, but he's like so hyped up right now that he immediately thinks, "Oh, it's Leviathan," and that caused him to sort of slip and uh, tumble tentacle uh-huh. over tentacle and splash into the water really, really loudly.
1: Absolutely. And then he's, he's
0: thrashing at that point because he he thinks he's in mortal danger. <laughs> Excellent. Like, ah! Luckily, you quickly figure out that
3: it is not Leviathan, and it's uh, like it's a wheel that's got two fake fish that' it's just constantly kind of spinning oh. so just like a picture backdrop if you needed a little dolphin <laughs> in your in your background, you could have one there um but you beat the crap out of that piece of machinery, so oh, just, it is now gone. just kind of floating on the lake surface. And uh, there is quite a lot of ripples and broken surface tension across the lake. And of course, uh, Mara and Lox heard quite the splashing commotion as they were attempting their bits. So, Mara.
1: Uh, so, uh, trying to, to remain stealthy, I uh, actually took to the air a little bit and was trying to land okay. a little bit closer to the fires. And as I'm I'm touching down, uh, a little less gently than I wanted, but so far so good. There's a lot of crashing over there that's covering up any sound I might be making. Uh Uh-huh. I I see first, kind of a little further out, a family sitting by one of these fake fires taking pictures. And I start to to walk towards it. And that's when out of the corner of my eye, I notice that another one of these fires, there's a single sleeping man. Yes. And I turn... And instinct starts to take over. As I'm like, oh, wait a no. minute. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to... Uh, this guy is this uh, kind of like dressed, you know, hipster-ish, you know, has mm-hmm. sort of, like, like a excellent. hat over top of his eyes, his, his mm-hmm. phone, like smartphone resting, uh, you know, in his hand where he had been, you know, uh, screwing around on like uh, on the internet with it a second ago and just sort of, mm-hmm. you know, fell asleep. And uh, I started to sneak towards him. And uh, see if I can't get close enough to get over there and sit on his chest.
3: (laughs) Luckily, the family you were approaching was a cardboard cutout.
1: Okay. Of, like,
3: the perfect family to pose in front of. Mm -hmm. So you didn't even want any, And you're, like, sleeping.
1: Yeah, this is way better.
3: Fell asleep here. So you can get over there pretty easy. This Mm -hmm. person is out. They are completely screen-shocked they're just the phone is just they're kind of drooling on they're like they were sitting on a log in front of the fire and now so they're at a backwards kind of angle as they fell backwards and now this weird kind of reverse u shape to their body uh
1: so still trying to to stick with the bit and this is just sort of more instinct uh the the wool covered uh rainbow hat wearing jersey devil is going to try to sit on top of this guy
3: Oh, I love and, this idea. Uh,
1: and infiltrate his dreams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's definitely a role. Okay. So, since you can fly, do you still retain the original powers of your cryptid? Or is this just instinct? Like,
1: uh, that's an interesting question because, uh, because Alps normally are like the, the folklore establishes them as taking on different forms for the shape-shifting mm-hmm. bet. So can they do that in any form or do I have to? I think so. I, I think yes. so. I think it's funnier if it's the Jersey devil.
3: Yep. Um, I love it. All right. Well, let's roll it. Okay. This difficulty and you're trying to influence their
1: dreams. This is. Yeah. Cause that's kind of what you do. Then you, you turn, you turn dream. They turn dreams into nightmares.
3: One of the things you will learn about it, They are very susceptible to kind of influence and implanting and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So getting into somebody like their dreams is like nothing to you. This is a difficulty five. This is a kid's book. Oh, uh,
1: that's good. Cause I only have two dice in dream thief and I would call Excellent. this an appropriate use of that. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I got a six and a four. So 10. Wow. Wonderful. So you can steal
3: whatever dreams you can get from this person.
1: Uh, so still kind of sticking uh, to to business, when I start corrupting this man's uh, dreams, I am inserting uh, images and experiences with the Jersey Devil. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm at least a little bit on point in terms of... Mm. Now, uh, I, Christine, don't know much about the legend the Jersey Devil... I don't think Mara thought that far ahead, so it's her interpretation, so it's a little bit more demon-y. You know, maybe breathing fire, smashing things, you know, stealing infants.
3: Yes, and and it's kind of easy, to because this person is just obsessed with, like, Instacant. Like, it's just all you see in their, like, head and then in their dreams is different photos, different poses Hmm. in front of different backdrops, different environments they go to, different foods they've eaten, and it's very easy to... Implant yourself into the back To, to photobomb Memories dreams. of the photos <laughs> And not the actual photos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is probably going to be Very unsettling to this person Okay, awesome Almost as unsettling And correct me if I'm wrong What does the Jersey Devil foot look like? It's really claw-talenty, right? Hmm. I-, I believe so, yeah Yeah, and that's not how your feet normally are When you sit on somebody's chest, right? No Because I envision you now Waking this person up as you are stealing their dreams with
1: ouchy talony on the chest, Area. Hey, not to mention I'm a good deal larger than I think my default yeah. form is as the Jersey Devil. You're like a big
3: giant weird goat chicken sitting on some guy <laughs> whose back is already in a questionable position.
0: Yeah. Well you're you're like perched at a forty-five degree angle on this guy's yeah. as yeah.
1: well. <laughs> It would, it, ironically, so, it would make a great photo if somebody was there to take it. Oh, <laughs> my God.
3: That's so good. Ah. <laughs> There's a flash in the woods. I'm counting it. I'm okay. counting it. It's happening.
2: Yeah, or he he has a cell phone on him. Like, maybe something brushes against mm-hmm. it. And, of course, it was already set to his camera. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. No, that's exactly it. His first And instinct. he has,
2: like, the timer on it. So, like, it'll take mm-hmm. pictures all the time when it sees, like, some sort of... Thing it's just because you You tapped it and it yeah. turned on
1: And so uh it, it's kind of the combination Of the the flashes From the phone that sort of like shock me out Of what's going on and sort of wake this guy up And mm-hmm. as he like lifts up the The hat we have we exchange Like looks for a moment And as he starts to uh I'm guessing Scream
3: no No he stares at you blankly And starts moving his phone In front of his face <laughs> to frame you up <laughs>
1: And that's when I'm going to get off of his chest and start to move. I want him to take pictures as I'm retreating, but don't want him to get, you know, too, too good a one. Because, you know, it's
3: perfection. It's part of a foot in a blurry night sky. Yeah, so I I kind of take
1: a couple steps and I'm going to then take to the air and try to to get out of the uh, out of the light.
3: Wonderful leaving this bleeding, bewildered hipster <laughs> with an assortment of cell phone imagery he's not fully recalling and a few other pictures that mm-hmm. may just bring the New Jersey devil to a cinema near us, which I don't know if anyone... Can
2: he have a man bun? Yeah, uh, of course he did. Yeah. How else
3: are you going to support your head if you're laying in the dirt like that? Like That's the only way you get the cushion. And then we got back down to the camping area in front oh, of no. cabin number 2 there's two <laughs> windows they're very like beautiful little shutters nice little glass plain little accent it looks very nice it's very quaint and fake and clean and pretty and perfect and all like new and There's a a shade drawn, but you can see silhouettes of people inside locks and they're laughing and having a good time. And of course, pictures are being taken and drinks are being poured and served and everyone's giggling and laughing and having lots of fun and talking about how many likes they just got. And would you favorite this? And a whole bunch of other phrases that seem really odd. But the one in the back of your head is just yum, 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 yum,
2: yum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yummy in my tummy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) Gaudy,
1: gaudy, gaudy. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) gosh.
2: And I wait to see if that did anything.
3: All of the motion inside stops when you howl like the wonderful werewolf that you are. And then silhouettes start approaching the window.
2: I politely knock. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are two taps in response from the other side of the window. There's a couple, sil- it might be one really wide person, or it could be like a three headed person, or it could be three people. Whatever it is, they're <laughs> gonna be delicious. And they're tapping on the window.
2: I tap back.
3: There's a long pause. And you see a hand reached side of one of the curtains and they start pulling it to the side very slowly.
2: I shove my face against the window. Like just like right up in there, smushed up against the glass. (laughs) Like one of my like lip is like pulled back and you can see all the gums and the fang and like some like saliva is getting on there.
3: And you see, it's like an advertisement for a sporting team, you think? I don't know. It's like there's some kind of weird logo on a helmet or something on this case that's holding this cell phone object that is pressed up against the window that flashes. And then a couple more times. And then you see the back of someone's head as they kind of scrooch down in front of the window and do like one of these, and then more flashes are happening. Are you just keeping your face just...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I give a really big grin, like... (laughs) <laughs> um and then i'm going to punch the window
0: lovely all according to plan <laughs> that
3: that cackle was just the final straw like they turn this this person turned around to look at you and they have like motion moves their clothes and everything but the hair does not move it's like this angled quaff that's like brushed way way up high and well manicured and the 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 Gentleman looking at you, just his mouth drops wide open very like kind of mirrored position to you as this big werewolf fist goes smashing through the glass. hmm. Is this an attack on the window or the person?
2: This is an attack on the window. He looks really. Well, I, no, he doesn't look tasty. Here's here's why. Like he's he's too thin it 's going to be stringy he 's going to be gamey um, there 's not going to be much meat on him uh, so and, and you know all that hairspray chemicals no one wants to eat chemicals <laughs> nope um, so I'm, i i, I 'm not interested in him um, so it, it is a tack on on the window
3: excellent, roll it
2: This is going to be my pushy salesperson. <laughs> I'm really trying to sell this um, this werewolf thing. Excellent.
3: Okay, well, just in case we don't ever get one and I want to show off the mechanic anyways, we're going to do this as a contested combat check. Okay. So uh, I'm going to use the windows cliche of hard as glass, which it has one cliche diet. Okay. So we roll off. Whoever gets the highest total wins. Now, if you lose, you lose one die from your cliché. If your cliché ever reaches zero, the winner gets to decide what happens in the combat situation. Okay. So I'm using my hard as glass which I have one die in, and I got a three.
2: I got four, like always. <laughs>
3: So you have won this combat. Uh, I lose one of my um, cliche ranks. So now my heart is glass is a zero. Combat is over. You get to decide what happens because you are the winner.
2: Um, Glass shatters. Mm -hmm. But it it doesn't hit his face. Like his face needs to be pristine. Okay. Um, Because if if his face is ruined, then no one's going to come and chase me. Right. Um, Everyone's just going
3: to be taking pictures of that.
2: Yeah. Right. So I, I smash it, and it smashes beautifully in very small, powdery pieces so that... Ooh, you know, obliterated. obliterated. Yeah. Um, and uh, I give another howl.
3: Did you put your head straight in there and just go again for the whole house that time?
2: Yeah, well, I punch the glass so they uh-huh. see a, a, like a, a furry fist, um, a, sh- a powdery shower of glass. Yes. And then I, I howl. I give them like a little look over my shoulder like a very I try to like pose it really well Um, like a come hither look of (laughs) and I start running but not too quickly because they need time to like get out of the building
3: absolutely towards the woods. And you have scared them. There must be three, maybe four people in that house near that window when you shattered it and obliterated it into nothingness and then let loose a blood curdling howl into that room. I mean, I felt it and I'm not even in there. And they're like a defensive, reflexive, they just pull their cameras up to block their face from the glass and they just start <laughs> snapping pictures wildly as it's their only way to interpret the reality around them that is unfolding. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a little shady
0: <laughs>
3: go for it go with it that was a little mean sorry <laughs> um, and you get this moment there's a, a half frame on one of these phones is a brilliant quaff of werewolf sasquatch hair is, you get like a little bit of the side of the eye maybe a piece of the elbow blurry tree and night sky before all four of these people run screaming out of this cabin Now, you were between the cabin and the wood. Mm -hmm. And while they may be not the most self-preserving lot, they do know better than to run towards the sound. So they are going to run to the only safe and pristine place in this entire camp. Lake, snap a picture. (laughs) So into the night, four Instagram influencers go scurrying down towards a... Well, it was a quiet lake. It's not really so much anymore. There's a bunch of splashing and dolphin mechanical object beating up.
0: Mm. Uh, Once Koako is in the water, he kind of inflates because the water... um, He's like a sponge in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. When he's out on land, he's much smaller. But in the water, he, he, he grows to a much more impressive size. Like he's growing up from car sized SUV size to Winnebago Um, and the tentacles he is trying to recover his cool and uh, he has grabbed the dolphin uh, maquettes there's an easier word for that but it's not in my brain right now models models is the easier word animatrons (laughs) yeah and is uh holding them up as if they were like in his tentacles as if they were a pair of Loch Ness style heads So they're being held at the end of these tentacles, uh, like flailing in the air. And uh, the rest of his tentacles are churning up the water to make it as difficult to see him as possible, like making a big spray. So any picture of him, you're going to be able to see this glowing figure with these uh, dolphin tentacles. But there'll be so much spray and mist that it won't be clear. Wow. What was once just... Nothing but the moon
3: reflecting off the surface of this lake. There is now a glow coming from inside it. This spectacular Hydra Loch Ness monster that is taking over this lake. There's no way something that big could have been missed, even though nobody's actually ever been in it. Mm. The four of them stop in their tracks, and the fear just takes over, and they have no recourse but to hold up cell phones. And starts snapping picture after picture.
0: I think what is maybe the most interesting and fun part of this that scholars will look back on later is that Lake Picture is a man-made lake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There aren't any fish or anything in here. No!
3: Concrete bottom—you can
0: tell your foot's on it. Except for the animatronics, so people will be debating for for many years to come mm. how the heck this happened.
3: Twenty twenty-five—the Lake Snap a Picture Underground Cave
0: debate mm. happens. <laughs> uh, so do I need to roll for? Yes, this you day? absolutely
3: yeah. will. Even though I think I already narrated as if you were successful because that was <laughs> so great. Um, I mean, the difficulty is going to be five. Okay. Whatever you think your relative cliche here would be. I think all this, of them work, practically.
0: Yeah, it's, I think this is mostly a trickster thing. About, okay. Because uh, he's not trying to scare the people. Well, he's trying to scare them a little bit, but he mostly is trying to trick them into taking these blurry pictures. Uh, and it'll be a great prank later on, as everyone's trying to figure out how this monster got into the man- man-made lake. So I'll roll those. Roll them bones. Now, it's a good thing I have three dice in this. Oh, yay. (laughs) Uh, I rolled a three, a two, and a one. So at least (laughs) I got a six there. Good. One of the dolphin heads broke off, so now
3: that one looks (laughs) a little weird, but it was still wildly, wildly successful. There are a bunch of really blurry, weird photos of whatever this glowing Loch Ness Hydra actually is. They have no other action but to... Immediately start posting these. Mm-hmm. You see it up on big boards above cabins. There's scrolling feeds of Instagram accounts from all the influencers. And all of a sudden, these blurry photos of weird monsters are getting shared and favorited and liked and commented on and pictures of some weird devil chicken <laughs> is making its way through the rounds. There's an audio recording of... A howl that can shatter glass? It's, it's spectacular. They immediately run to other cabins and start showing off what they've just seen. <laughs> the moment's already gone. It, they've already moved on to the next part of this. It's spreading through this camp. Hmm. And it will surely spread to the world from here. I think you three have an independent moment as you see images of yourselves, but only you would be able to tell that. Hmm. Flying up on screens past you and, gosh, I just can't get over how clever pretending to be other (laughs) cryptids, so even if you did get caught, it wasn't, you. like, so good, so good, (laughs) so effective.
2: We're not popular ones, no one would know who we were.
1: But now the only problem is now among, like, other cryptids, we can't, be like yeah that was us so if we say that to like the vampire football players and they're like no no it wasn't <laughs> you're not that cool
3: <laughs> you have this conversation and forward-thinking moment on your helicopter ride in the morning back to campus if you've all reconvened in the woods and gus has sobered up a little bit but yeah no one's ever gonna believe you
2: miss crunkle will
3: That's true. And Gus. And Gus. But he was drunk, so nobody believes anything (laughs) he says. (laughs) But together through your ingenious and the modern technology available at Camp Insta, the three of you have secured funding for the future of the cryptid school for years to come. You will be lauded as heroes by at least a few people. But yeah, (laughs) vampires are still going to be mean to you. Sorry. Sorry
2: that's okay i i i order online a new cell phone since i left my backpack somewhere yes in the the forest um and with my new friends can we freeze frame with us taking a selfie together
1: (sighs) yes please (laughs)
3: New phone arrives. <laughs> you have a backdrop now because you've talked them into putting some up here because they're really effective. So now the okay. school has some sponsors and you've got some backdrops. So it's like, yeah, count chocula and you know, <laughs> <laughs> booberry. Yeah, booberry's there. These things still exist, right? I remember these from my childhood. <laughs> they do yeah. now.
2: And there's like Gus in the background with like a brown paper bag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. And what new pose that everyone learned at uh, Instacamp are you using for your freeze frame finale selfie?
0: Um, Koako only has two fingers because yep. it's just tentacles. So he's doing a, no. one of these peace signs. <laughs> so he's wrapped two tentacles together to make a peace sign. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I think we're we're gotta be in pretty pretty close because uh both uh locks and uh Kawaku are fairly large. So I've had to I've had to grow a little bit to make sure at least my head's in the in the frame with them. Yep. And uh I think I'm actually sort of in the center, sort of the smaller one or whatever there. And so it's gonna have like, my arms around my friends. Kinda kinda doing the group hug thing.
3: Nice, nice. It's a good kind of angle for that. So you're kinda like down on the like bottom left of the frame. Yeah, that works great. And locks. You're taking uh, the picture, though.
2: Yeah, I'm holding it out. Um, so you kind of slightly see, like, a bit of my shoulder uh-huh. in, the, in, in, in the frame. But I'm, like, angling my face so I'm not looking at the camera, like, right on. Like, right. I still get, like, some shadow and get some cheekbone action. And I'm, like, giving, like, the, the blue steel stare.
3: Very nice. And flash. Smash cut to black. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much. This was really fun. Yeah, good <laughs> <think it's laughs> I think I made fun of people a little too much, but I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was perfect. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, no, it, it
3: totally fit.
2: It, it,
1: we, we Once we started down that path, we had to follow it to its logical course.
3: <laughs> you know, and...
1: It's, I like to work stuff of... out at
0: a game table, so <laughs> these are my little therapies, so I'm, I'm using them for that. <laughs> it's a game of overblown cliches. Everything's taken to its extreme,
3: right? Yeah, so. yeah that's that's the game in, in its heart. Um, thank you all so much for playing this with me. This was a blast. Thank you so much for participating in International Podcast Month. Um, this is a ton of fun if you are checking this out there's going to be a ton of shows available this month they are all amazing i think everyone in this group is going to appear on at least another one yep. um yeah so check out all of those uh, share them around tell everyone support the you know the podcast month it's awesome everybody where can everyone find you now that they are clearly in love with you because of how awesome you did in this game christine
1: uh, you can find me on Twitter at 12th night. That's one two t h and night with a k. And uh, if you want to listen to me and more podcasts, in addition to the uh, the other IPM games I'm in, I uh, can be found uh, on Heroes of the Hydean Way over at thehydeanway.com.
0: Arp. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at YCaliber. You can follow my podcast at Broken Sun RPG. Uh, I also do let's plays on YouTube. It's just Y-Caliber there. Excellent. Victoria?
2: You can find me personally at Mimi Merlot on Twitter and at the Broadswords, or if you really want, at Dice for Brains um, on Twitter as well.
3: Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm Ross. I'm Dice for Brains and a couple other places, mostly podcast stuff. It's fun. You should do it and listen to it. Um, everyone, thank you again so very much for playing Rhesus with me. This was an absolute blast.
1: Thank you for running this for us,
3: Ross. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, yeah, so everyone should check out this game. Check out all the podcasts and all the awesome places that these fantastic people are. And we'll see you very soon. Yeah. All right. Bye.